The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Why did he use that word? God goes to extreme measures to bring the loss to himself. The greatest gift you will ever give this world is your intimacy with God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all three inside of me. I've got the power right now. I think what Jesus really wants is people to go. I want to be the answer to Jesus' prayer request. Welcome to the Fuel for the Harvest podcast. When this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. Hey everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. This is Charlie. And this is Nathan, and we'll be your host for today. Thanks so much for joining this latest episode. We appreciate it. Hey, so I've recently been having a lot of conversations with people, and um, it's been interesting. So there's a lot of these people who have sensed a really clear call from God to ministry or missions, and I'm seeing this kind of interesting trend where the, the longer the distance is between that calling and that moment of calling, that moment of clarity where they sense that God was calling them to something. And what, so we're from the, the distance from that point to wherever I am engaging them with, it seems like that there is a direct correlation <laughs> between that and them not fully engaging the calling that God has on their life. So in other words, what I'm seeing is there's a lot of people out there who are making a commitment in a Saturday night church service or whatever, they're making a commitment to say, I feel that God is calling me to ministry. And then they are stepping away from that calling or they're putting it off or they're waiting to engage it. And so that's they're what disobeying. This pod- so they're disobeying. So that's what this podcast is about. <laughs> disobedience. And, uh, disobedience. <laughs> yeah. I am a I'm 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 curious, Charlie, about your thoughts on the subject because I'm seeing it almost all the time. Uh, just the other day, I was having a conversation with a guy who, years ago, like five years ago, um, I was a part of a conversation that he had with God where he sensed that mm-hmm. God was clearly calling him to a ministry calling, and then. When you say ministry calling, like vocational, he, he felt led to like be a pastor or missionary right, or something mission, like that. In this case, a missionary. So he feels led to be a missionary, but in the last five years, he's taken almost no steps mm. towards like putting that calling into action. And I, I, I'm seeing it over and over and over again. Yeah. The first thing that comes to my mind is, it's just an interesting question. Yeah. If they didn't do it, were they really called? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I actually think I'm... We'll unpack that and think of any examples we can come up with. But I'm like, okay, were they called truly by God and then just rejected the call, ran from it, disobeyed? Were they not really called and they just had an emotional feeling? So nothing compelled them further Um, or something else. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to know. it, It really is hard to look on the inside. Let's, let's, let's attack those one by one. So were they not really called? What do you mean by that? Um, if they were truly called by God, would they not have been so compelled that they couldn't do anything else but that? Like Paul, who says, woe to me, if I do not preach the gospel for I'm compelled, I have to preach. Or Jeremiah who said, it's like a fire in my bones. Yeah. Like these individuals you see where it's like, it's almost like they couldn't have done anything else in their life. Sure. And where do we get Paul's beginning of his call? 
Well, you can trace it back to one part, Acts chapter 13, the church of Antioch, where um, it says the Holy Spirit spoke and said, set apart for me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work to which I have called Mm. them. And so what did that look like? The believers praying together, feeling burned by the Lord in their minds, their hearts, whatever that looked like. Paul and Barnabas are the ones that are going to go, and we're going to launch them out to do this mission. They're called. Um, Now, we also know from Scripture that his calling began before that. That was just when the church affirmed it and sent him. Right. So Paul actually had from God himself this calling. He said no one except for God was the one who compelled him to do this. Sure. And so Paul had some experience with God where he knew he was called. And we can actually trace back even to... um, when he got knocked off his donkey and Ananias went and prayed for him, the scales fell off his eyes and he's right. like, Hey, I'm calling you to be a light to the Gentiles. I'll show you how much you must suffer for my name. So well, he, he says that to Ananias. Does he also say that to Paul? Um, he, I know he says it to Ananias. We'll, we'll need to go look at it again, but Actually, whatever the case is, Ananias conveyed that message yeah. to Paul and we know that it was spoken from God, True. that it was his call, his yeah. purpose. Yeah. And so, at least we have that going, and we can say Paul had an individual experience with God. He had some word from Ananias, and then later a whole church rallying around him saying, yeah. we're sending you. Right. So those would be all part of calling. Although that there was a, a distinct separation in time between yes. God's call in his life and the affirmation from Correct. the local church body. And he already began to live it out at right. that point. He began preaching to people. Right away in the book yeah. uh, in the book of Acts chapter 9, like right away. And people are like, whoa, 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 isn't this guy the killer? Like, yeah. don't, let's not be with him. And yeah. okay, so there's this debate about that. So he was doing it anyway. And then when they did accept him, he was one of the prophets and teachers in the church. All right, so... Yes, I I absolutely agree that Paul is a great example of somebody who, like, he couldn't have possibly kept it in. I'm wondering though. So it seems right. I'm I'm wondering though if it's if it's conceivable that somebody would receive a call, like a real legitimate call from God, and just turn their back on it. I think the best example is Jonah. Yeah. Although Jonah ended up doing it eventually. St- yeah. Begrudgingly. I, yeah. Yeah. But at first. He ran. Yeah. So we know it's possible to run. Right. And you don't know the person who's disobeying now or delaying, which I think delayed disobedience is still disobedience. Sure. Um, we don't know if God will turn them around eventually and they'll get there. Right. So it could be a Jonah picture with how many years in between. We don't know. Um, there could be others. I So I would say, yes, I think you can disobey the call even if it's a true call. And here's one example too. There's not a lot of examples and maybe there's others I'm missing, but check out this verse from Esther. We know her purpose, right? To stand up for her people, the Jews. And chapter four, verse 14, she's having a conversation with Mordecai. And uh, listen to this. Mordecai told the messenger to reply to Esther, don't think that you will escape the fate of all the Jews because you were in the king's palace. Mm-hmm. If you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will come to the Jewish people from another place. But you and your family's father's family will be destroyed. Who knows? Perhaps you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. That famous verse, for such a time as this. Yeah. And I do believe that God put Esther there for such a time as that, for that season, for that history, to be a person of influence, to move things forward for God's people. But look at what he said. If you don't, 
I'll just figure someone else out. It will come from another place right. because God's purposes and plans must be done. Right. I think that he may raise somebody else up. If we disobey, he may say, you miss out. I'm going to send someone else. Right. And in, in that verse, it's not just you miss out on being yeah, this representative. <laughs> there's, a, there's a curse that comes alongside yeah. that. And, and then I also think about missions stats. Right. Actually, I was I was thinking the exact yeah. same thing. I'm thinking to myself, all right, so we've talked about the mission stats on this podcast before yeah. where there's X number of cross-cultural missionaries and only such and such number go to the unreached. Of, of every $100,000 that Christians make, a dollar goes to the unreached. And of every 400,000 cross-cultural mi- missionaries, only, what is it, 3%, 3% yeah. go to the unreached. When I hear that, I think it's not that God isn't calling. It's not that God isn't sending. It's that we've misplaced location and we've disobeyed overall that we're not sending to the the unreached. And I'm wondering even beyond that. So we've said that before on the podcast, basically that maybe more of those 400 cross-cultural missionaries should be going to the unreached. I think even more than that, there's probably should be more than 400,000 cross-cultural missionaries (laughs) being sent from the United States. Uh, Like, in all reality, there there's such an enormous need. Like, even even if we were to send more to the unreached, we're still talking one missionary for tens of thousands of people who right. are unreached. But like, there's there's more who need. Whatever to go. the case may be, even as it stands now, right? I think statistically, I, I'm saying both are true. Not not one over the uh, other. No, 100. Yeah. percent But yeah. I think statistically, overall, it sure appears like we're disobeying. Right. It, I mean, it, or if to say it softly, we're not fully obeying. <laughs> Mom and dad, I know you said not to do this, but I thought about doing it. I'm not like fully disobeying. Right. I, I thought you of, said to go to the shovel in the front yard. I did one shovel in the backyard. Yeah. Isn't that good enough? That's a good. That's actually a good illustration. So like, there's rocks in the front yard, Johnny. Go move them. Why shoveled some of the dirt in the backyard in the sandbox? Wasn't that good enough? I did some shoveling at a random place. Not the one that you told me to do and not the thing that you're still The one that I thought was more fun and easy. There you go. Anyway. All right. All that to say, there's this this increasing trend, or it's probably been around for a really long time, and I'm just now noticing it. There's this reality, this trend, that there are so many people out there who have a clear call from God who are turning their back, and they're not engaging that call that God has put on their life. So we understand that that's real. We understand that that's not great. And there's a bunch of possible reasons why that's happening. My, my, I think the pertinent question though, for the sake of this podcast and the vision of being, of fueling the harvest forward is if you have received a calling from God, what's your next step? How, how do you take action? Because I remember receiving a call from God back 10 years ago. Nike. (laughs) Nike. Just, just do it. Just do it. Okay, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's not particularly helpful. <laughs> I know. There's more than that. Yeah. Yes, just do it. Like, just start. Yeah. Just start seeking. God will bring you the right people at the right times at the right places. Yeah. I, I really believe that. I think but we, we got to start. We. I think we told that story just to bring people's minds to it of, well, okay, we've been telling the story about how Warfa, our contact in East Africa, is... Like God was working in his heart at the same time that he was working in our hearts and burdening our hearts for that part and region of the world and the people in that place. And it just so happened that God brought those people all together from the same place at the same time, us two plus Warfa at 
it just so happened that it worked out at the right time. So yes, I, I totally agree with you. But beyond waiting, because we've also warned people about the dangers of just waiting and waiting and waiting. Right, which is why I say don't wait, just do it. Right. Okay, but you just said God will bring you the right people at the right time. Right, so as you're moving forward. Okay, so that so I think that's an important You don't wait, you start doing it, and along your path, God will have, make sure you have everything you need. So if he's saying, I want you to go to this country over here, buy a plane ticket, yeah. go check it out. Yeah. Find some... Find, knock on every door of missions agencies to see who's working there and how you can get there. Go start a business there. Go bring your business there. I don't know. Just start exploring options. Start meeting people in your city who are from that region of the world, if there are any. Yeah. Um, read books about it. Just start preparing. Start seeking. Start looking. Uh, find training. Um, just start yeah. doing it. So I think for somebody with Charlie's personality that that inspirational speech that you just made and I'm not being sarcastic it is inspirational like is really good but if your personality is anything like mine then you might need something a little bit more concrete and uh so my encouragement to you would be to ask the lord if there's a particular region of the world or people group like make that your first question is there a particular region of the world people group religious group whatever that you're calling me towards and seek him on that and continually seek it make it a make it a subject of a date alone with him like set aside a whole day and seek him on that one and question if you don't know you just have a general sense that i'm called to go somewhere for the unreached go to joshuaproject.net or peoplegroups.org see if there's a nation you feel particularly that you like or you're drawn to or your business would work in whatever and find the unreached there Right. Go look them up on the website and just choose. Just freely choose and say, I'm praying, I'm seeking. It's just a general sense that I'm supposed to be a part. Great. Yeah. Go find them because Jesus has already spoken. Go yep. make disciples of all nations. He has already called. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So figure out where you're going. That's step number one or who you're going to. Step number two, I would say make do make every effort to try and find somebody there who might be able to help you on ground whether that's a missions agency or a local contact we've made contacts with all kinds of like we've made contacts with pastors we've made contacts with indigenous missionaries we've made contacts with just local everyday followers of Jesus local christians whatever um we we've done all of those things but if your story is anything like my story it might come to a point where you have to choose to just move forward even if you don't have a contact. That's what happened when I was headed to Papua New Guinea. I bought a plane I bought a $2,000 $2500 plane ticket to a place I had never been before without a contact, knowing for sure that God was calling me to go there. And so like you said, just do it. You got to pull the trigger, you got to move things yep. forward, but at <clears throat> the same time, make every effort if you yeah. can, find somebody who might be and able to help you on ground. It might not be missions. It might be pastoral. It might be some initiative God wants you to launch in your backyard. Whatever it might be, I would say just begin to take steps toward doing it in obedience. Right. And I actually think God will show you the people, the places, the next steps. Right. Of course. Um, just start taking action, whatever that action might be for right. the first steps. I, and ultimately, I think the warning becomes don't not do something. Don't just sit on your calling and think to yourself, oh, eventually something will happen. 
maybe eventually something will happen, but also you yeah. might miss out on whatever God has in uh, store for you because he said go and you're like, well, I'm just going to wait. Jonah didn't know every detail except God said go to Nineveh. Right. That's it. That's it. Um, on a smaller scale, Acts chapter 8, all Philip knew was that the Spirit of God said go down this road. Mm-hmm. And so he went. Yep. That's it. He didn't have all the details. He just did it. He just took the next step that God had for him to take. Then he so happened to see some guy in a chariot reading the scroll of Isaiah. <laughs> oh, great. I'm going to share the gospel with him. Yep. And he did. Um, and that was his faithful just taking action. Paul, um, he had a clear call from God in the general sense to go to, to the, the those who had never yeah. heard. And so he just did. Yeah. And the spirit guided and directed him along the way. In fact, he, on his own volition, attempted to go to Asia, and the spirit of Jesus stopped him, Acts says, in chapter 16. Um, and that night he had a dream about a man in Macedonia. Fascinating enough, he never, that we know of, met that man. He had a man calling out in his dream to come to Macedonia, we need your help, and all this, and that led him to go to Macedonia to preach, but we have no account of him meeting that singular man in that circumstance. Maybe he did. I don't know. But we know that that was a dream from God to compel him to at least get to Macedonia. And so he went and he didn't know what was there, who he would meet, what it would look like. He just went and worked to preach the message of Jesus. Absolutely. All that to say. Here's another example. (laughs) One more. Um, We have a friend named Adam who he was sitting in church one day thinking in his own thoughts, God, there's no skate park. There's no, or there's no skate culture in our town. He's a skater. God burns on his heart. Why don't you start it? Yeah. And use it to reach people. So he starts this skate competition and brings all these people in the community to the skate park. And he decides that he's going to have prizes and they're going to have all these fun competitions and bring people in and, use that as an opportunity to meet people. And I watched him as he had a conversation with someone and lots of people where they would be like, hey, um, this was an awesome event. Thanks so much for putting this on. And he'd be like, yeah, man, you know, I was sitting in church complaining one day and and God really spoke to me and said, why don't you start this? And so I just wanted to be a blessing to the community. You know, Jesus really led me to do this. And he would just start saying that to people. And uh, then one kid started talking with him more deeply struggling in life and he pulled him off to the side led him to Christ and prayed with him and uh, all he did was what he felt God was calling him to do which he was passionate about was take the next step Mm. okay I'm just going to start this competition and invite people and see what happens yeah so if God is calling you to start a Bible study in your high school just do it just do it if God is calling you to reach out and be more intentional with your neighbors don't wait. Just do it. If God's calling you to be more intentional with your uh, your your peers at school or your coworkers or whoever you might be around, if God is calling you to the unreached, if God is calling you uh, to some place outside of the United States, if God is calling you to refugees in the United States, if God is calling you to do something with your business, I think the point of this podcast, and I don't think I'm overstating it here, would be take action, move forward. Don't wait. Don't wait for someone to hold your hand and make it happen for you. You just move forward. And it doesn't matter if it's a little tiny baby step. Hey, at least you're moving in the right I, direction. Yep. 
so I think that pretty well sums it up. Yeah. Uh, that's where I would leave it is just do it. Just Nike. Do it. Yeah. But in the godly way. So <laughs> so seek God, do what he says, <laughs> and trust that he'll bring you the right people at the right time. Yep. And move it forward. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for joining this episode of Fuel for the Harvest. Uh, if you don't mind, those of you who've been impacted, would you just grab the link and share it on social media? It means so much to us when others get to uh, hear the same messages and be impacted. And it's a joy to advance God's kingdom with you as his everyday, everyday, everywhere laborers. Uh, God bless you guys and see you next time.